Welcome to Bible Studies for Life podcast for adults. I'm Chris Johnson. And I'm Lynn Pryor. For uh, Bible Studies for Life. Lynn, good to see you today. Sure. Glad to be with you today. We're delighted to have Ben Mandrell with us. Ben is the president and CEO of Lifeway. So we're delighted to have you. More than that, he's the writer of this study. So Ben, thank you for coming. And being it's with an us. honor to be back. Yes. Thanks. We are talking about Messy relationships. So uh, I'm assuming you're an expert, subject matter expert. I'm not an expert, but every relationship at no, some no, point gets messy. messy. <laughs> so, yeah, I know all about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and we should point out, and Ben is our president, but you've been pastor, uh, you know, pastor in Denver, pastor in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Right. And so, you know, you know, messy relationships from that pastoral perspective. Too. Being a pastor means being in the middle of a lot of messy relationships. And that's just part of it. Right. So I've had a deep appreciation for you being a part of us here at Lifeway. One of the things that Ben has done for us is reminded us that out of his experience in Denver, that people who don't have a church or, or a Bible background uh, don't understand biblical words, biblical stories. They don't have that. And it's been a good, fresh reminder to us to be sure to be articulate, to, to break it down so that everybody can understand. So I deeply appreciate you bring it to right. us. So we're in this study called Dealing with Messy Relationships, and this particular Bible study is on the word encourage, which, Ben, I appreciate you writing this, but I just got to be honest with you. One thing that, that drives us home for me that you wrote it is knowing you, you are a natural encourager. It just, it just happens with you. I don't, it's obvious you don't have to work at it. It just comes natural. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really think you look at that word encourage. You're talking about pouring courage into people's hearts. And, you know, when Jesus says that whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow from within him. And he's speaking about the Holy Spirit. But I think when someone is uh, walking with God, hopefully the impact they're having on people is that they leave feeling refreshed. Right. And I think encouragement is a huge part of that. It is. And I don't care who you are, what station in life, what you're going through. We all need encouragement. Absolutely. And we're so hard on ourselves. So we spend so much time criticizing ourselves that when someone says a good word, it really is uplifting. Right. You'll be shocked to hear that our main point for this session is encouragement strengthens relationships. It does. <laughs> and, and you're right. This sounds obvious. But don't we all need that reminder we do. that if we're struggling a little bit with a relationship, just some encouragement that happens. So what we're going to do, we're going to be looking uh, actually in the book of Acts in a, in a few passages, but our focus is with uh, Barnabas. And as we, we look at just different elements of his story, uh, we're going to be in Acts uh, 9 and Acts 11. But what I love about Barnabas is, you know, that's, what, that's who we know him as. That's not his name. Now, here's your Bible trivia question. Y'all remember what Barnabas' real name is? Joseph. Joseph. Yet somewhere along the way, he got that nickname, Barnabas, son of encouragement. And I just like that, that he got so, so caught up in being an encourager. That's how people thought of him. Barn, you're the son of encouragement. You know, just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to ask if you guys had any nicknames growing up. A lot of us did. Some of us, uh, self-included, I had nicknames I didn't want. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Son of encouragement is a good nickname. That would be all right. But you know, we some people get so known by their nickname. Like if I say the name Jerome Horowitz, does that mean anything to you? But if I say Curly, very nice. Three well Stooges, played. right? So you know, we know him by that <laughs> name. And uh, by the way, just just a useless trivia: before he had to shave his head in Three Stooges, he had very curly hair. There you go. Um, 
but uh, we, I love the fact that Barnabas is not even known by Joseph anymore. What the name his mom gave him, he's known as this son of encouragement. So we're going to pick up in Acts chapter 9, uh, around verse 26, to see Barnabas, how he encouraged the acceptance. Now, what's happened in chapter 9, uh, Paul, or Saul, uh, of Tarsus has just encountered Jesus Christ, and he's got saved. Well, here's this persecutor of the Christians up to this point, and now he's a believer, and people are kind of, you know, kind of hands off with this guy. What are we going to do? It's Barnabas that made a difference. And we see it says, Barnabas, however, took him, talked about Paul, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and explained to them how Paul, Saul had seen the Lord on the road and how the Lord had talked to him and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. Here's Barnabas showing acceptance. You know, this whole subject of encouragement is so practical for groups. You know, it says in Scripture that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and with praise. We enter into the presence of God when we have praise on our lips, when we're looking to mm. bless the name of the Lord. And I think relationships are a lot that way. We gravitate to places where we're going to feel encouraged. We feel close to people when we know we're going to leave with encouragement. So group life, people need to leave feeling encouraged every week, and they'll want to continue to be a part of it, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to a group where negativity is the name of the game, and we just spend the whole hour criticizing in critical mode. We go to places where we can leave feeling encouraged. And most of our groups have somebody who have the spiritual gift, spiritual love language of sarcasm. We have to rein that in sometimes, don't we? Right. Yes. yes. Right. And that the culture of a group, often that piece of encouragement isn't there, which is why sometimes one of the best exercises is to simply go go around the room and find something to encourage each person. I mean, nobody gets tired of that. So I have a deep appreciation for this story because – Here's here's Barnabas st- sticking up for taking the initiative to um, say, look, this guy is for real. He's standing up for him and is inviting him into the church. And I think we we need to re- be reminded of how important it is to remember in our lives the times that people have stepped up for us or or, or spoke up for us. Um, Absolutely. When someone believes in you, whether it's a coach or a teacher, you never forget that person. Because really when other people didn't, they hung with you and they they saw potential in you. Uh, that's that's probably a good place to ask the question. You know, who has done that for you? Who's been that person that's come into your life and and been an, an encourager or who has t- taken your your side and been an advocate for you? You know, if you get groups talking about that, there will be tears in the room because those are often life changing moments for people. The moment that that person believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. Yeah. Good that's word. amazing. I like this idea of this acceptance, and there's a, it's contagious. Ben, we were talking earlier, just you're. Just your spirit of encouragement has infused the rest of us here who, who minister through Lifeway. And you see that with Barnabas. He's, he's here, he's bringing Saul, and he's not having to, I'm not sure he's having to persuade and preach him, guys, you need to accept this guy. I think it's his own enthusiasm, just hmm. God has saved this man. Hmm. And just telling, get, get, him telling Saul's testimony, that had to be contagious. They're going to embrace him as well. I love this next part of the story. One of my favorite churches in uh, the book of Acts is the church at Antioch. And, and so in the next passage, we're going, to, we're going to see how that God was doing an amazing work. Many people were coming to Christ, and they were those people not like us. They were, the people who were coming to Christ were not Jewish. They were people from other backgrounds. And when the, the, when the apostles heard about this in Jerusalem, they, 
wanted to find out what was going on. So they send Barnabas to check it out and to, to be the person who would go and say, tell us what's going on here. Is this thing for real? What, uh, we want to know. Yeah, I love the way it's phrased there in, in Acts 11. News about them, the church in Antioch, yeah. reached to the church in Jerusalem. And they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. There's Paul, I th- uh, uh, Barnabas. I'm sure they sent him because of that encouragement, encouraging spirit he had. But then he saw it. He didn't quite. He just embraced them, and, and, and encouraged. He encouraged their spiritual growth. Yeah, obviously the apostles trusted his judgment, his character, what his perspective would be. You know, you think about too. One of the challenges of being an encourager, you can almost earn the reputation that you you don't ever say a hard word or you don't ever say anything negative, and that's not true. I have been confronted by people before, you know, and it felt encouraging. Like yes. it's how you say it. It's it's the spirit by which you bring criticism. It's I I actually just want to say this to you because I think it could help you be even better, and I want to see you be your best version of you. However, I've also had it the other way where someone came and offered criticism that I didn't feel like was constructive, but more destructive. So not only what we say, but the spirit by which we say it matters in the kingdom. And has there ever been a day that that's more important to say than now when people are firing off things on Twitter and where you don't have the advantage of body language and tone of voice to help you be encouraging? That's right. It's probably a conversation that needs to happen in groups is how how do we communicate with each other social media and how does that come across? It's true. I mean, you can text a word of encouragement and it always goes well. You cannot text a word of rebuke and expect <laughs> it to go well. So some of us haven't learned that lesson. I've uh, learned that the hard way, haven't you guys? Yeah. Uh, I'll save that for a conversation. That's great. That's a good point. So what we're going to see Barnabas doing here, he has encouraged the spiritual growth of this church and he's found another way he's going to encourage him. And we're, we're going to look at this as he pulls Paul or Saul into the conversation. I'm skipping down to verse 25 of Acts 11. Then he, once again Barnabas, he went to Tarsus to search for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And then it goes on to describe how for a whole year they met, they taught uh, the, uh, the, the believers there. What I see in this passage is Barnabas is encouraging Saul to step up uh, and, and, and lead. And who knows what impact this might not have had, uh, what it would have had if, if Barnabas had not done that. That's absolutely right. Sometimes it just takes someone pulling you aside and say, hey, I see the gift of God in you. You know, Paul said it to Timothy, you know, fan into flame this gift of God right. that is in you. And when somebody you respect pulls you aside and says, I don't know that you see this in yourself. I want to call it out in you. You are a really gifted teacher or you are really gifted with the gifts of service, or you can really sing. Whatever it is that has blessed your soul, don't assume that they know that. That's right. And I think because the reality is people see us better than we see ourselves. My call to ministry really was when I was teaching a devotion to a group of middle school boys, and I was right out of college. I was asked to do a 10-minute talk. I didn't even know what a sermon was. (laughs) And so I took a passage of Scripture. I put a story with it, and afterwards— I had three or four of my counselor friends who were friends uh, just came up and said, hey, man, that wasn't horrible. <laughs> that, that was actually pretty good, Mandrell. Like, you should do that again. And it was really them affirming me or calling out the gift of God in me that gave me the courage to begin pursuing a life of preaching and teaching. 
Good, good. Well, Ben, let's let me kind of bring this home as we've been talking about Barnabas's role as an encouragement for all of us. What are some just some practical things you would suggest for for me for someone to grow in the role of an encourager? What could we do? I think it becomes intentional. I think it becomes something that you begin to ask yourself the question, how do I leave the people in my life encouraged? And a lot of it, it means taking that extra moment to say, hey, can I say something to you? I've been meaning to say this to you for a long time. What you did in that event and the way you organized that, I've never seen anyone pull off such a neat event as you did. The touches, the special things you did, that was really amazing. Mm. Whoever organized that thing, will leave feeling like a million bucks. And so a lot of it is not assuming that people know how you feel about the good job they're doing. And, you know, it's the old saying, you catch more flies with honey. Right. You know, when you're when you have sweet words for people, it really causes them to gravitate toward you. You get more influence in their life and the relationship goes to a new level. So I think a lot of it's just being mindful of how people uh, see you. I think one of the questions you ask yourself is, would people, when they're describing me, call me an encourager mm. behind my back? Would they say that? That's a convicting question. It sure is. Uh, ben, something I've learned just in the last, I don't know, four or five years that, about being intentional as an encourager, it's so old school, it's amazing what works. I write letters. But here's what I've learned is, you know, you get an email, it gets buried or you, you, you delete it. I've learned that the letters, postcards, are kept. They are kept. I think the more specific you are with the encouragement, instead of just saying, hey, you did a great job on that, like really write out the specifics of what was great. Yes. That that moves people. And the fact, Ben, that I'm writing it, it makes me think it through better and say it more articulately. More... I talk better in a letter than I do like in a podcast. I understand. uh, (laughs) But I found this valuable. And... uh, I write these to my sons, too, and I discovered recently a stack from my sons. Oh, I never throw those out. So that's that's just a very old school way I've learned for me to practice encouragement. I think so much of it is trying to study the person. You know, we go back to that five love language conversation. Different people receive encouragement in different ways. Some people love words. I'm a words of affirmation guy. I appreciate words. Some people are gifts. Sure. Some people are acts of service. So a lot of it is knowing the person and what really encourages them and meeting them in that need. Ben, thank you. And thank you for encouraging Chris and, and I. You guys are doing a great job. This is a great study. Well, I was enjoy. I really enjoyed being a part of it. Well, good. And you, you did such a good job writing it. So if you're a teacher, I'm going to ask you just to kind of hang around with me for just a, another couple of minutes because uh, I want to share something with you. Last, If you were with last week's podcast, we, we, I mentioned uh, two commentaries that are called Advanced Bible Study and Herschel Hobbes Commentary. But I did discover there's a lot of people who like to use the Advanced Bible Study not just as a supplemental commentary. They use that in the classroom. So we have released something called the Advanced Teacher Guide. It's a, it's a guide for the, the leader of the group, master-teacher approach, where you can use Advanced Bible Study as your personal study guide. All the group members have that. And now with this leader guide, you have some helps to kind of walk you through how to facilitate a master teacher type discussion with them. And it's got some creative optional ideas and all that with it there as well. It does have some additional questions that are different than what the typical leader guide is. But advanced teacher guide, just want to mention that to you. And uh, since I'm talking about questions, uh, we do offer, as Chris has pointed out in a previous episode, that we do have five discussion questions, no more than five. 
that's in the book. And we do have great discussions around those. However, some people have asked for some other questions because every once in a while, well, this happens. We're, with so many groups using this issue, there's going to be a question that eh, it just doesn't quite resonate with my group. That's, that's understandable. Well, on Extra, we have an extra site online, and it's free. We offer some additional discussion questions for you to look at. If you'll just go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash Adult Extra, there you'll go, and you will see files for these sessions for love, uh, for encouragement this week. And each one of those has some current news tips with it, but there's also additional questions that I think you'll find beneficial. Usually three to four questions per section so that you have multiple choices uh, to use, two, two to three questions per session. So right. it's just a way to help you to ask questions and get your people talking and discussing um, what they're learning in the Bible. And, and, and again, Chris, it's not like I've had a good Bible study if I've asked all these questions. You don't have time to ask all of them. But they just get your group talking as you dig deep into the life of Barnabas as an encourager. Ben, you look like you're going to say something. No, it's just great to be here. <laughs> I love that you guys give all these tips. I mean, being a group leader is hard. It, I mean, you need lots of advice and tips and things it to is. think about. Yeah, so we encourage you as your group le- as a group leader just to hang in there and keep loving Jesus and loving the people you're with. Thank you for being with us today for Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. Hope you'll plan on joining us again next week.